0: Well, hello, and welcome to episode 6 of Pegasus Radio. In today's episode, we ask the question, are professional qualifications stroke memberships worth it? Okay, let's dive in. If I wanted to put a post on LinkedIn right now that I knew would Go viral, for want of a better phrase. I'd simply put a post saying, Is MRICS worth it? And boom, there you go. I would have a post that would get a lot of traction fairly quickly, um, with a lot of debate from individuals on either side of the defence arguing for and against the merits of becoming MRICS. Thus is the level of debate around this subject matter. So I thought I'd do a quick podcast episode on my thoughts on this. I'm certainly on the side of the fence that I absolutely believe it's worth the hassle to become professionally qualified, to get the right level of membership, to become chartered. And I'm going to give you a few reasons why. The first is, perhaps a little boringly, but legislative. For certain professions within the construction and property sectors, they physically have to be chartered. They have to hold a professional membership for them to be able to provide their services or their, at least their full range of services to clients within that space. So they, they physically have no choice. Um, you can you could certainly go down that discipline without being qualified, but I would suspect you can probably only provide half of your services. So certainly couldn't maximize your earning potential. Within the same subject matter a lot of organisations, professional indemnity insurance absolutely require that they are providing chartered professionals to provide services to their clients. If they do not provide chartered professionals to provide those services, they may well invalidate their insurance. So again, a lot of organisations have no choice but to insist individuals become chartered to provide the service. Second is salary and benefits. Now whether you all like it or not, I would argue that probably a larger, or the majority of, certainly consultancies, will withhold certain benefits for people who are not chartered. So, for example, many organisations will not give a car or car allowance until somebody is chartered. They may restrict bonus. They certainly may restrict promotions. So, to go from a project survey project surveyor level to a senior surveyor level, they may expect somebody to become chartered. Now, you could, of course, dig your heels in and say, well, sod that, I don't want to work for an organisation that insists on that. But I do think you will then probably cutting off such a large uh, as I say probably the majority of the market who insist on this who certainly absolutely believe in individuals in professionals being chartered within the respective field and consequently will restrict progression and pay and benefits without you being chartered so yes you could say I won't work for one of those organisations but that may be the only kind of key element that you dislike about the organisation so it's almost daft that you wouldn't consider some of these organisations that may offer you the perfect work environment simply because you refuse to become chartered. Okay, next is, and the one that probably causes most debate, is perception. Now this is where I think a lot of people have real issue with the subject. I think certainly it individu- y- y- could be argued that certain individuals who are maybe not chartered would argue that they are as good as somebody who is chartered. And just so I'm on the record here, I- I don't necessarily disagree with that matter. I don't, you know, I've certainly spoke to some exceptional individuals who are chartered QSs and I've spoke to some exceptional individuals who are not chartered QSs. I've equally spoken to some bloody awful individuals in terms of their ability and level and skill on both sides of the fence. Now having said all of that, what I would categorically say is that the vast majority of both clients and other professionals in other disciplines absolutely have more respect for individuals who do hold a professional membership stroke chartership. So again you could say well I don't want to work for those organisations but the reality is it is the majority of the market. More people have more respect for individuals who are chartered than do not. So again you know, you know would you cut your nose off to spite of your face by not working with a certain client simply because you're not chartered. Well, that's your call. But again, I think that's maybe fairly short-sighted. Lastly, is I often refer to becoming chartered as a passport. Both literally, in the sense of it gives you more opportunities to work in the UK, but also internationally. And if you think there is somewhat of a stigma attached to individuals who are not chartered in the UK, well, trust me, it's even more prolific in many countries where they absolutely expect you to have that professional membership chartership in order for you to be taken seriously so again if you have ambitions to work in various international locations outside of the uk then again i would absolutely say that it's imperative that you gain that professional qualification okay i hope that's been useful that gives you my view of it i'm sure if I uh, if I post a link to this episode on, on LinkedIn, I'm sure it will cause debate. This subject always does. But certainly that's my two pence as to why I think it's worth becoming chartered slash gaining that professional membership. I hope you found this useful. There will be more to come. I'm recording this one on the Thursday before the Easter weekend. So for anybody who listens to this over the Easter weekend, have a great Easter break. I hope you get lots of chocolate eggs. And I'll be back next week for another one. Okay, have a good one. Take care. Bye.